Life Audio. Welcome to the Team Us Podcast, where we share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Hey everyone, we're Ted and Ashley Slater. We've all had situations or experiences where we felt anxious, maybe before a job interview, during a move, or a house built buying or for us building process, or when faced with a daunting project or deadline. For some of us though, anxiousness isn't limited to a situation or experience. It can be a daily struggle. Today we're sharing our story and giving you some practical suggestions on how you can support, encourage, and stay united when anxiety impacts marriage. So, Ted, we're talking about anxiety today. Yes, we are. So before, you know, we jump into our story, Uh which, I mean, if people have read my book, Braving Sorrow, they've heard some of it. Um, Mm -hmm. Before we jump into that, Mm -hmm. I want to do kind of a fun little quiz. I want to test your knowledge of obscure phobias. Obscure phobias. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, sheesh. Yeah. You had to really dig for these, huh? Uh, yeah. Okay. I got these from verywellmind.com. There was like a whole list okay. of them. All right. Okay, but here's the thing. Yes. You know I am horrible at pronouncing things. Like, I just had trouble <laughs> pronouncing. Hey, pronouncing. how would I pronounce them? So, I've written them down for you without the answers so that you can pronounce them. Sweet. And then guess what they I are. I see. I was expecting you to have arachnophobia on here. Well, no, because that's an obvious one. Yeah, everybody knows spirit, the, the spirit fighters. <laughs> <Are> you, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're having problems the, the pronouncing, too. Is arachnophobia yeah, no. and claustrophobia. These are, yeah. Those are like... So you want me to read these? I said okay. obscure. This is obscure. Anthrophobia. Okay. Well, anthro has to do with humans. So fear of others. Is it shyness or fear of man? Nope. No. Anthro. Okay. If that's my, what I would have said, I okay. would have thought thought it's the fear of man. If my list is correct. If yes. Yes. It's the fear of flowers. What? Oh. Well, if the flower is going to eat you. Yeah. Which that's unlikely. Well, could okay. Happen. So. Huh. I could see how, say you're a little kid and you read Alice in Wonderland and there's like the scene with the flowers that are kind of mean to Alice and think she's a weed and want to pull her. Maybe Uh you'd have a fear of flowers. Or you got stung by a bee when you're sniffing a flower and you associate the sting with the flower. Yeah. But I didn't know there was an actual fear of flowers. Or if you were eating a flower and you started choking on it. For some reason, all I can think (laughs) of is a goat when you say that. Okay. The next one is arachibutyrophobia. Yes. Arachibutyrophobia. Well, arachis sort of reminds me of arachnid. So bugs, fear of bugs. It's a fear of peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're highly allergic and you're like, I do not want to be anywhere near this stuff. It'll make me hurt. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we have one daughter who i think has a peanut butter allergy but i didn't take her to get tested because we had had another daughter tested it's just not a fun process so Mm. i tell her just avoid peanut butter okay next one is chianophobia (laughs) i was gonna (laughs) say the fear of asians (gasps) that's awful (laughs) well it's got chino i don't even know how to recover from that (laughs) no we love asian absolutely (laughs) 
Got a lot of good. It's fear of snow. <laughs> Giano. These I are don't made know. Up. These are this, okay. Okay. Ephebiphobia. Ephebiphobia. Fear of blood. No, it's a fear of teenagers, which sometimes I know you. You're a little concerned with teenagers sometimes. Well, no, you see sometimes a group of laughing you, teenagers, and you're like. They're laughing at me. Teenagers can be a little intimidating if you don't yeah. know them. They can be awesome if you do know them. But Okay, nomophobia. Fear of words. No, no, no. You have this one. Fear of sounds, crunching sounds. It is the fear of being without your phone. No nomo. <laughs> Near of missing out? I don't know. Okay. Phobo. Fomophobia. Wait, where are we on this list? Fomophobia. It's the you, fear of missing out. Oh, phobia. you're just throwing that one in there. That's not on my list. Somniphobia, the fear of sleeping. Yes. Snoring. Fear of sleep. Yeah, somni. Okay, ah, that one. That one you got. Yeah, okay, you did not even acknowledge me when I told you that you had nomophobia, the fear of being without your phone. You just kept going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what would I do without my phone? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And then you got one. this long one. Oh, thank you. It starts with. Hippopotamonstrosequipedaliophobia. The fear of little hippos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one just made me think of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious for some reason. Okay. But it's the fear of long words. <laughs> That's terrifying. Well, I was feeling a little bit of anxiety as I was getting ready to start having to pronounce it. So Yes, there you, there go. you go. Okay, well, thank you for being a good sport and yep. reading those because... That was pretty funny. Lots of fears. I know. Well, the list was really, well, really sure. long. I mean, some people fear being in open spaces and closed spaces and different situations, different foods, all sorts of right. situations to find yourself afraid. Yeah. And I know that we're laughing and having a good time with uh-huh. these lists that, you know, these words, but... right. I mean, we understand fear is a real thing and we're not making light of people having fears right. because I have had my own set of irrational fears. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we got married 20 years ago, I would say that I was a cautious person who probably struggled with being like naturally fearful and feeling anxious sometimes. So when you get in the car, do you always look in the back seat? If I am by myself at night, uh-huh. yes, I do. When you're taking a shower, are you afraid somebody's going to come in with no. a knife? Okay, like, let's... I... <laughs> I'm derailing it. I'm You're so totally sorry. You're totally derailing it. You take over, it. take okay. over. So, like, when I was a kid, yeah. I remember in first and second grade, I would get stressed stomach aches at school. And I'd go to the Ooh. nurse's office almost every day, my poor parents. Oh. And they would get a phone call, mm. you know? But I didn't know it was stress stomach aches. So, looking back on that, I think I've always been a little bit fearful or a little bit anxious but it wasn't until we went through the miscarriage that I started having panic attacks and irrational fear. Mm. You know, like I remember like the first time I had a panic attack, I was like, my heart began to race and I had trouble breathing. And I think I flashed back to, for those of you listening that don't know our miscarriage story, we basically went in for a routine appointment to hear the heartbeat. There was no heartbeat. So then they did an ultrasound and we had found out that our baby had actually died like weeks before. Yeah. So I remember and you had been feeling that something wasn't right. Yeah. I just didn't want to go admit there. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I remember kind of flashing back to the ultrasound room mm. when I was having that panic wow. attack. And then I remember, I mean, I was postpartum too. I think that that probably played 
into this too. But I also remember having just completely irrational fears that I knew were irrational, but that didn't make them go away. Like I would walk into a dark room in our house and feel scared. Mm -hmm. There was no reason to feel scared. I was Mm -hmm. safe. Right. So, I mean, that kind of, I don't even know how many, I ended up going on medication because Mm -hmm. I was like, I love my family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I need to be able to function. Is that Lexapro? I think it was at the time. At the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't even remember that's That just came to me. I was like, Lexapro, right. that's what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of since that was what, 2010? Oof. And we're in what, 2023? Yeah. I mean, now I might have a panic attack here and there. I think I had one this earlier this week, right? Mm-hmm. It just um, sort of builds up and or surprises you out of nowhere. Yeah. And I think sometimes I have situations where I feel anxious and I'm aware of that, but it's been interesting to struggle with that. And I think what's interesting too is, you know, I think a lot of, I don't ever think, you know, my identity is tied up in struggling with anxiety. You know, it's not, right. it's not like this is who I am. No, uh-uh. not at all. It's just something that just happens from time to time. Right. Mm-hmm. That I struggle with. And I don't know if you really understood it until our move a few years ago. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of years ago, we were moving from Georgia here to Arizona and we're packing up the truck and we, we got a 26 footer this time. Yes. This time, because our very first move. Yeah. Yeah. We got a 16 foot, which. Yeah. Yeah. wasn't big enough. Anyway. Right. So we're packing up the truck and I was getting to the point where I wasn't sure that everything would fit. And I think we're leaving the next day and we're s- selling stuff and giving stuff away and yeah, I think it may have been a panic attack where I was just like, I don't even know how to describe it. I was kind of freaking out and I just, I felt like I was cornered that we were, had a hard deadline and there was no way we were going to make it. And it was out of my control. I'm doing the best I can. And, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a really weird feeling. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever seen you like that before. <sighs> I was like, it's okay. We have to get rid of that. It's okay. (laughs) You know, I don't want to feel that again. (laughs) No, but I think it might've, I mean, I think you've always been supportive, but I think that might've given you insight, insight into the fact that sometimes no matter, I mean, you can speak all the truth you want to yourself in that moment. And it doesn't necessarily make your body stop feeling that. Right. Mm. So it's been something we've walked through. That's right. So what are some ways to face anxiety as a team rather than letting it divide us or isolate us from each other? Because I think it has the potential to do both of those things. Sure. Especially if one has the panic attacks or the anxiety and the other can't really relate. Right. Get over it. Deal with it. It's going to be okay. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not not be the most (laughs) sensitive approach. No, not sensitive. So before we share some thoughts on things that I think we have done, I just want to reiterate, if you've never listened to this podcast before, we we are are not not experts. Yes, we are not counselors. Counselors. These are practical things that I think we've done. And if you're really struggling in this area, it might be a good idea to go see a counselor if you need to as a couple. Yeah, we've done that. So we we encourage that. We value counselors. Yeah. Certain counselors, not all counselors. Yeah, but we are... (laughs) <laughs> We're not counselors. We're not experts. We are mentors who are perhaps a, a couple of days ahead of you in the journey. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. So 
I think one thing that we have done is identify triggers. Mm-hmm. Like we have learned since I'm the one that struggles with it more often than you do. You mm-hmm. had your isolated event. Yeah, Although there I'm are things that again, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> there are things that trigger you to feel. Sure. Th- yeah. I think we've learned sure. to identify the things that like for me, trigger me, mm-hmm. you know, like one thing is sometimes I struggle with being out at night by myself. Right. Yeah. That's something we've just sort of come to recognize as a possible trigger. It doesn't always happen, but right. So when I can, you know, I go pick up the girls from an event or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes I'll be like, oh no, I can do it today. Mm-hmm. But other times I'm like, I don't like, trust you when you say that though. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, I trust that you believe that, but yeah, the, you know, you could just out of nowhere, something could trigger it at night, you know? Yeah. Sometimes so I, I feel it. braver than other times, but I always appreciate your willingness when you're able to go do that for me because yep. you know, that's a trigger. I've been called to deny myself, pick up the keys. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Follow Christ out the door. Mm-hmm. I think other times, I mean, maybe another trigger for me is like when I'm feeling overwhelmed by expectations and I don't know how I'm going to get it all done. That sometimes causes me to feel anxious or panicky. Yeah. Yeah. Expectations with like projects and work, but also family stuff. Just life in general. Yeah. There's when a lot I'm, of expectations. Yeah. When I'm not doing well at maybe compartmentalizing, saying, okay, this is what I need to do mm-hmm. or prioritizing. So I think identifying things that tend to make me feel anxious or even like, I know there are things that make you feel overwhelmed. You know, when we understand Mm -hmm. that about each other and identify that, I think it helps us better walk through anxiousness together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I could see myself developing a trigger or becoming more triggered with driving. Because, uh, I mean, you've been in a couple accidents. Yeah. And so, but I've been in, I've been in a couple, not as bad as you, but, uh, I don't know, something about driving sometimes I just feel really anxious. It's weird. Not, not, I'm not blaming bad drivers. It's just, you're on the road and anything could happen. Yeah. No, I think I still have some anxiousness from the hit and run we were in a few years Mm -hmm. ago when we drive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it's good. I mean, if I understand that driving might trigger you to feel anxious, I can be more patient, you know, if you get frustrated or anxious. It's something that started happening the last year or two. Yeah, that's interesting. It is. Maybe I'm just getting older and my brain's working differently. (laughs) You're going into your grumpy old man years. shut up. (laughs) Get off my lawn. You you do have your grumpy old man moments, but that might be a different podcast topic. (laughs) Grumpy old man. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, identify triggers. Yes. I think it's also uh, to establish needs. And what I mean by that is like when I'm feeling anxious, it's not always the same. You can't always respond in the same way. It depends on like Hmm. the situation, what's causing me to feel anxious on whether I need you to step in and fix the problem or whether I need you to listen or whether I need you to take something off my plate or speak truth. It might not always be the same. Okay. So sometimes it's a practical here. Let me, let me go pick up the girls. It's totally fine. Yes. And sometimes sometimes it's put my arm around you or say, you've got this. We we got this. Or just listening. 
just listening to me and not trying mm-hmm. to fix it. I mean, I like fixing things though. I know. Especially when I know where they're broken. Right. Or know how, how they're broken. No, yeah. But I think that's, I think that's been something we've had to learn over the years. Absolutely. You've had to learn that you can't fix it. Always. Right. There might be sometimes when you can, but sometimes you can't. I always think of holes. When we talk about fixing things, the movie, oh, I, I can, can th- fix that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And for some <laughs> reason, I was thinking of this video that I saw recently Uh-oh. of, um, I, I assume it's husband and wife and she's got a nail in her forehead. You saw that recently? Oh, I saw it like years ago, but I oh, saw it again okay. recently. Okay. And she's like, I have a splitting headache. And he's like, oh, I can fix that. I can take that out. There's a nail in your head. And she's like, I just want you to listen to me. I don't need a solution right now. I feel like... <laughs> but there's a nail, literally. <laughs> I, I can fix that. I feel like we used that example in something way back when. I think a pastor did in a sermon. Okay. But did we... Yeah. That was back in Georgia. I think we may was... have reshared it, though, in something I wrote. Oh. It sounds... That's why it was like, recently? Well... Okay. Interesting. Cycles. Yeah. It's coming around again. Yeah. It's becoming viral again. Well, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Well, the the default then should be don't go for the quick fix, but maybe listen, maybe provide a solution like I'll get the girls because it's late. And so just be aware of the situation, the context and what the right yeah, well, and best I, response might be. I think it always comes back to what we talk about a lot, which is communicate. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't you don't have to figure out for yourself what I might need if you're not sure. You can ask me. How can I help? Right. I might not okay. have a good answer. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I will let you know. I don't know. Because sometimes when I'm feeling anxious right. or overwhelmed, I'm <laughs> not always thinking clearly. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking back when I was having my, I'll call it a panic attack. It what? Oh, my land. When, I can when still picture moving. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you said, Ted, how can I help? I'd say, make it stop. Make, <laughs> make it stop. Just make it stop. It has to stop. Yeah, you were... Yeah. I did okay, not like that feeling this, at all. I know. Oh my I'm, I'm feeling a little bad right now because part of me, I feel bad that you went through that. Uh-huh. But part of me is well, like... going through crap is helpful because you can gain a more empathetic heart for those going through junk, you know? Right. Yeah. And I feel like it did maybe give you more empathy because sure. I, f- well, I think... All you- the stuff that we go through, that's rough. The yeah. The miscarriage was, was rough. Yeah. But now we have some empathy toward... Right. You know, women who've gone through that. Well, yeah, we're part of the club. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Sure. So I think I think it was probably good you went through one, because I think it did help you understand yeah. better. Yeah. No, you're not wishing ill upon somebody by saying that. No. I'm seeing that the good that has come out of it. Right. Okay. So yes. identify triggers. Good That's trigger what we do. discipline. Uh-huh. Establish needs. And I think big thing is be patient. Just be patient. Now, who's being patient? The person experiencing the anxiety or the person around the person experiencing anxiety? Mm. Or both? I think both. I mean, I think you are patient with, can be patient with me because (laughs) Uh I'm thinking this out as I go. Uh I had some computer problems today, so I didn't quite finish my whole notes. You and me both. Yeah. Stupid Um, But I think, you know, you've got to be patient with me because I can't always clearly communicate when I'm feeling anxious. Sometimes I'm a little irrational and you're going, what is with this woman that I married? Yeah. My inability to understand a situation or 
my not being able to understand what you're trying to communicate is it, 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 it annoys me. <laughs> I am suddenly thinking about a situation. Uh-oh. I want to say this is in the last year and a half where yeah. I was like feeling really anxious and upset about something. Mm-hmm. And I think we got oh, in a no. fight about it because you didn't understand where I was. Fights. <laughs> you didn't understand where I was coming from. And then I just got, uh... you got animated and I got more animated. I feel like it was related to the girl's school or education or mm. I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. But I think that might have been an instance where neither of us was being patient. So I think you have to, like, you being patient when I'm feeling anxious because I'm not always rational. I'm not always Mm -hmm. clearly communicating. I don't always know what I need. Or I'm not understanding the situation very well. And I want to, but I'm not. Right. And that's where I can be patient is Uh he's trying. Patient. Yeah. Feels like we should have a piece of scripture here to support our... We probably should, but as uh-huh. I said, we had some computer issues. I mean, the Bible does encourage patience, among other things. It's a, it's a virtue. It's a good thing. So yeah. let's do it. Yeah, but it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to be the bard. <laughs> okay, if it's no one gets that, that is a hard. musical theater reference <laughs> to a musical called Something oh. Rotten about Shakespeare and mm-hmm. Shakespeare wannabes. <laughs> Sorry. So, anyway, so much of our life, these uh, little musical theater references pop yes. out oh, uh, all goodness. the time. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Some people use spe- sports, right? You know, oh. it's like, well, what is it like? The middle? Uh-huh. Okay, brick would be like, is that a spe- sports metaphor? You know, I don't get that. That's kind of <laughs> us. We're like, yeah. Um, I anyway. wish I knew sports more. But We're totally alas. on a tangent here. Okay, we are trying to wrap this up. Right. Okay. So I think, you know, for us, the last, what, 12, 13 years, I have, you know, anxiety has been something that has been part of our story. Mm -hmm. Um, Some seasons, you know, it's been stronger than others. I feel like we've been, I mean, the last couple years, it hasn't been as bad. I mean, the panic attack I had the other day was kind of a rare thing. Yeah. But... You know, it's part of our story. And I think that we're probably not alone in that. So I think if you're mm-hmm. listening, you know, like us to recap some ways that you can face anxiety as a team are to identify triggers. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Establish needs, mm-hmm. which requires communication mm-hmm. right. and be patient with each other. And as we said earlier, you know, if you need to go see a counselor to help you work through anxiety, Go do it, right? Absolutely. All right. So, us time challenge. Put yourself in a situation where you'll feel very anxious. (laughs) That's an (laughs) awful (laughs) us time challenge. Uh, We actually hadn't come up with one. Do you have an idea? Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, sometimes I think we get busy in our daily lives and things make us anxious and maybe we don't take the time to communicate about those things Mm -hmm. that have made us feel anxious. Okay. So, maybe... Take some time to think about your day or your week and Mm -hmm. think about one thing that might have caused you stress or anxiousness. And maybe your spouse was not aware of that. And maybe just talk about it. Absolutely. And if you feel explore maybe what triggered it, maybe what you, what what you could have needed at the time. Yeah. Benefited from maybe come up with a game plan for, okay. If something like this makes me feel sports metaphor, I don't get that. All right. I just realized we do use some sports metaphors Mm. in the book team us, probably on the podcast too. 
But they're like well thought out and advanced ones yeah. that we've done some research yes. on. I think that's a good team us challenge. Us time challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lands. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the Team Us podcast. We're looking forward to next time as we keep talking about how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Team Us with Ted and Ashley Slater is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Life Audio presents Bridges with Monica Schmelter. That we have an enduring hope that can't be taken away when we are in Christ. And to know that we have that, right? And eternal salvation, because this world can be so busy and so dark that we can forget that, right? Right? Because sometimes I get caught in the trappings of what's going on in my life this moment. And while I have to recognize that, that's not it. Continue listening on lifeaudio.com or wherever you find your podcast.